Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and on today's show, I'm going to be giving a recap of the recent Christmas and Kilos weightlifting meet that myself and the Albany CrossFit Barbell Club team recently participated in. Now, we've been talking about this meet for a little bit now on the show on various episodes. It was hosted by Jamie Swagler of Swagler Strength and Performance, so shout out to Jamie and a huge thank you to Jamie for hosting this meet. We've been on a weightlifting meet drought here in New York State for pretty much the majority of the year. Uh, I know the last weightlifting meet that I did and several other people on the team did was Christmas and Kilos back in 2019. So it's literally been one year. Today, it's the 14th. Uh, the 14th is the day that they hosted this meet last year. And I'm getting Facebook memories now of photos and videos from that event. And I just did a couple days ago, the 2020 event. So I never thought that I would go this long, you know, between weightlifting meets, uh, but it happened, you know, that's just what we're dealing with right now in the world. And I'm super grateful that Jamie has been persistent about hosting a meet. Uh, we've talked about a meet that he was trying to host during the summer. He was trying to do the New York state championships in the fall and October, both of those had to get canceled, but he's been very persistent on supporting the local weightlifting community and putting on this event. So super grateful and appreciative of his efforts there. And a big shout out and thank you to all of the loaders of the barbells, the referees, everyone that was helping out that day, and also all the athletes from other gyms that came out to participate in the meet. Because if you don't have lifters to go up against, there is no weightlifting meet. So it was a great community effort, and it was very nice to see all of the, the faces from the local community that I haven't seen for over six months now. It was great to see Jim Storch in person. It was great to see Brett Andrus. It was great to see Derek uh, from uh, the Capital Weightlifting. Uh, it was great to see John from Syracuse. It was just great to see all these people. Uh, Laura Libby McCall, shout out to her. She did some phenomenal lifting at this meet. Uh, shout out to Attitude Nation Barbell Club. That's her team. But it was just great to see all these faces from our local community. And you don't realize how much you miss this until it's gone. And then you're doing it again for the first time in, in a little while on just getting in your car, packing up the night before, driving a couple hours across the state, and then going to this community event and lifting weights and seeing everybody set PRs and records and qualifying for meets and just enjoying the sport of weightlifting. So I had a great time. And again, I'm very appreciative of everything that went into hosting this meet. Uh, I, I know for a fact that I was a little stressed out the week before and the day before, like, could this be the day that it's going to get canceled? We're going to see some kind of announcement, you know, with different parts of the state going between yellow, orange zone, et cetera. And it, that never came, that never happened. We were allowed to have spectators. That was awesome. So I know I was a little stressed out about it, that this meet could possibly get canceled. So I can't imagine what Jamie was going through on the possibility of having to cancel yet another weightlifting meet. So I'm very grateful that that didn't happen and that we were able to just all get together, lift heavy weights and have a good time. It really shows you how much uh, uh, you, uh, you love the sport as well. And I can say too, something that I realized on the car ride home after having done the meet, I, I feel like a weightlifter again, if that makes sense. Like something was missing for quite some time. It had been a year since I've done a meet and, you know, doing all this training in the gym. Then we get locked down in March and now I'm lifting in a, uh, a storage closet here at the Towers of Colony where I live. And then we eventually get back into the gym and you know, you're doing your regular training, you're wearing a mask now, there's not too many people around, it's just a different environment. And all of that just kind of wears down on you for a while. The, the fun of the sport and training just kind of slowly gets siphoned away. And I can say that this event, this weightlifting meet was a big rejuvenating shot back into feeling like a weightlifter again and feeling motivated for meets coming up in the future. And here in the New York area, upstate New York, we have two more meets on the schedule now. There's going to be a meet hosted again by Swagler in the spring, and uh, Capital Weightlifting is also thinking about hosting one in the spring. So 
this is it's great to see some normalcy returning to our area with the sport again to start to get these events on the calendar. So that was that's how I feel about it. I'm really grateful that this happened. Let's talk a little bit now about how the team did. So as a team, collectively, the Albany CrossFit Barbell Club completed 44 out of 60 attempts. So we made a lot of lifts. We missed some lifts here and there, but I can tell you for certain, T, that we were going for PRs. We were going for big lifts. So a lot of these misses did occur on some third attempts. And then, of course, there were some first attempt and second attempt, you know, little slip ups in there. But that's going to happen when, again, you're pushing yourself to higher levels within the sport, trying to open heavier, trying to make lifts so you can finish a little bit heavier than you did before and try to set PRs. So I'm very happy with that result right there. Speaking of PRs, we set 18 PRs across the board. We had four first timers that I'm going to talk about here very soon. We had four lifters qualify for national level meets, namely the North American Open Series and also Masters Nationals. And we also earned three bronze medals, three silver medals, and four gold medals. So we walked away with some hardware. It was a great time. Now, first up, Renee. Renee was recently on the podcast. Go back and check out her episode so you can learn all about Renee. Uh, this was Renee's first weightlifting meet. And she joined Albany CrossFit back in the spring. She found us on Instagram when we were posting a lot of videos about Zoom classes. So she's actually the first, uh, the first athlete from the gym to join from the Zoom era, if you will. And she'd not really done a whole lot of snatches or clean and jerks. Uh, I remember coaching her specifically on Zoom where she was in a parking garage. She had just gotten a barbell from the gym and the workout entailed squat cleans. And she was normally more comfortable with power cleans, but right there, we started the beginnings of working on her full lifting technique. And then shortly thereafter, we're doing outdoor classes and then eventually got back inside for barbell club training sessions where she could learn the snatch and the jerk for the first time. And it's just amazing to see the progress that she's made. So she's gone from never doing a snatch before in her life or having instruction on it to at the Christmas and kilos meet, setting a lifetime PR of 39 kilos, which is 85.8 pounds. And that was on her third attempt. She made her first two attempts. Uh, we had the typical uh, first timer um, phenomena of uh, the power snatch creeping into the lifting. And that's always a very interesting thing. I know I've done it before. Uh, my first couple meets, I definitely powered everything. Yeah, I think it's something that most beginners go through, especially at their first competition where you're just not willing to fully trust your technique. You're not willing to go down to the bottom of that squat because it's there's a little bit of uncertainty there. And what if it falls back? What if it falls forward? But if I just catch it high and hold it there, I know I can get the lift. I 100% did that my first three or so meets. And it wasn't until the point where I got to maybe meet four or five, I don't remember which one it was, where I was like, you know what? It's do or die. I, I need to do the full lift. The full lift is the only way I'm going to continue to make progress. At some point, I'm going to stall out and I'm not going to be able to power this anymore. I have to trust myself and I have to allow the competition and training process to come together. I need to meld the two. This is my technique. Not I have a technique in training and then I have a technique in competition. They need to be one and the same. This is how I do the lift. And then if I don't make the lift, okay, now we reevaluate. How can I be better for next time? As opposed to having a uh, emergency panic button that I hit mid lift and then just stop it. That's all nerves and a lack of experience. And I definitely got over that when I was just willing to allow fate to decide my, my, my future by just going for my full lift. And that's certainly something a lot of people on the club will get better at the more meets that we do. And I can tell you right now, Renee is ready for more meets. Uh, I posted in the, our Albany CrossFit Barbell Club Facebook group, the private group, um, a recap of all the stats on how the team did. And she, her, she was the first one to respond. And she's like, 
hey, there's a meet coming up in, in, in the spring. Who's doing it? So she, Renee has been bitten by the weightlifting and competition bug. And I was super happy to see that comment. We're going to figure out those spring meets for sure. But she's made phenomenal progress. Again, 39 kilo snatch. She made five out of six total lifts. She clean and jerk 64 kilos, which is 140.5 pounds to put together a 103 kilo total for her first total that we will certainly build upon in the future. And her efforts won her a bronze medal, third place in the ladies 64 kilo class. So very proud of Renee, phenomenal progress that she's been making. And if you remember, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, I also made note of when Renee joined the Barbell Club and her approach to the lifts. Hey, I, I wanna really focus on technique. I, I wanna get the lifts down. I wanna do them the right way and then we'll add weight. And I, I loved it. I was like, yes, yes, let's get good at snatching from the hip. Let's get good at snatching from the knees. Let's get good at transitioning between the two, getting comfortable in the bottom position of that snatch figuring out where to put your feet and what to do with your legs on the split jerk, which is a very difficult thing to do. And I will say uh, she is a natural split jerker. Very hard to find, I think. Uh, so, but she naturally does it. She just had to learn the ropes and practice it. And she does it very, very well now. And the results speak for themselves. So I'm excited to see her total continue to climb. She also had another PR in there. We went for 66 kilos on her third clean and jerk, which would have been 145.2 pounds. This would have been a lifetime PR clean and jerk. We got the clean, which was a, a PR clean by about four pounds, but we just couldn't quite get that jerk. So we will get it. We just need more training. And luckily we're back at the gym today to do just that. So congratulations, Renee, on your first weightlifting meet. Outstanding job. Uh, next up, we've got Brie. Brie completed five out of six lifts. This is her second meet, and her first meet was Christmas in Kilos last year. So Brie is in the same boat that I'm in on waiting a whole 365 days to do a weightlifting meet. Uh, she snatched 52 kilos, clean and jerked 61 kilos, totaled 113 kilos. All three of those are competition PRs, and she won a gold medal in the ladies 87 plus class. Uh, Bree's been making phenomenal progress. You know, uh, she's had a little bit of setbacks in training, hasn't been able to come in to train as often because she recently bought a house. So uh, life PR there on buying a house. I know nothing about buying a house or the process of, you know, looking at houses and getting approved and anything that would involve. Although I do imagine it is very stressful and time consuming. So congrats to Brie on one, her life PR of now being a homeowner and two, all of these competition PRs. And I'm excited to see her get back into training now, now that life is settling down a little bit and we can really focus on increasing this total even further. Uh, next, we got Kat who has been on the podcast before. You can find her episode in the library. You can also find Bree's episode in the library. Uh, most everyone on the Barbell Club that participated at this meet has been on the podcast at some point in time. So if you want to learn about their individual stories, just look through the library and find the one that has their name as the episode title. And there you go. You'll learn all about the lifter. Uh, but we've got Kat. This was Kat's first weightlifting meet. And I've been trying to get Kat to do a weightlifting meet for years now. So this was this was a, a, not a Christmas miracle. You know, I don't think it was miracle level, but it was certainly a nice present or surprise for the holidays. Uh, Kat is normally participating and competing in strong woman events, lifting stones and logs and other things. She's, she's super strong and, and a high level competitor in that sport. Uh, but now because of COVID and everything, all of those events have been canceled and all roads led back to weightlifting for this one solitary event of strength sports in the area. And six weeks ago, Kat's like, you know what? I'm in, I need to train for something. And that just shows how good of a competitor she is. She could easily take this time off and be like, ah, nothing's going on in my sport. I'm just gonna keep training and I'm just gonna, you know, just wait for everything to open back up. 
And what does she do? She jumps into another sport to gain more experience. And I'd be willing to bet that that helps her strong woman gain uh, or game just because she's had this different experience. She's gone through the pressures of a different strength sport. She knows what she can snatch now and clean and jerk in competition. And I hope she sticks with it. And I just think as an overall competitor, it's important to be diverse in your pursuits. Do a powerlifting meet, do a weightlifting meet, do a CrossFit competition and get your butt kicked and be gasping for air if you're a strength athlete. Do a strong man or strong woman event and just see what you can do. Uh, I think most people would be surprised that you don't really need to specifically train super hard for these things. You can more than likely jump in if you're experienced enough and strong enough. And Kat is certainly both of those things. So four out of six lifts made, she snatched 56 kilos, clean and jerked 75 kilos and totaled 131 kilos. She won a gold medal in the ladies 87 kilo class and her lifting earned her a qualification for masters nationals and also the North American open series as a master. So I need to talk to Kat and figure out what the plan is there for these events. And let's see what path and what door has been opened in her weightlifting career now, because now she's, she can also make the claim that she is indeed a weightlifter along with being a strong woman and all these other titles that she has to her name. You know, I'm sure there's a long list of titles that we could list off Game of Thrones style. So congrats, Kat. Can't wait to see you tonight in training because we are doing stones tonight. So a little bit of strongman world is coming into the Barbell Club training over the next three weeks. I'm going to be doing a separate episode on that just to kind of discuss the programming and the whys behind what we're doing for these next three weeks in our quote unquote off season program. Uh, but tonight it's a little bit into Kat's world with heavy stone to shoulders. So I'm excited to see her to do that in person. Uh, next up, we've got Haley. This was Haley's second meet. And again, her first one was a whole year ago at Christmas and Kilos 2019. She made five out of six lifts, snatched 61 kilos, clean and jerked 73 kilos, and totaled 134 kilos. Those are all competition PRs, major improvements from last year for sure. Uh, I believe last year she finished the clean and jerk with 61 kilos or 62 kilos. So here we are a year later and she's snatching what she was clean and jerking. Phenomenal progress. I'm very happy with that. Uh, her efforts earned her a silver medal in the ladies 76 kilo class. And she also qualified for the North American Open Series East. So we're going to see what we're going to do with that. I, I'm hearing it's a hybrid meet. So we may not be able to travel out there, but there are a couple local gyms in the area that made the offer that, hey, we all get together and do this online portion of the meet together. And I think that'd be a lot of fun, see other people from the community again, and just to be able to be in that environment and participate on this level of a meet. Uh, Haley's got big goals in the sport of weightlifting, and she's made phenomenal progress. Uh, if you recall, if you've been listening to the show, on her episode of the podcast, we discussed how she spent a good portion of the quarantine in the early days doing snatches and clean and jerks on her balcony at her apartment building. You know, nothing super crazy. You know, we didn't want to break the balcony or throw a barbell over the edge, but that was the only space that was convenient enough other than the lobby downstairs open, you know, I don't even know what it's called, courtyard of her apartment building doing snatches and clean jerks while people walk by. But she certainly put in a lot of effort there. She stuck with it. She's motivated. She's got big goals again, and I can't wait to see where we take this. I mean, we're just going to continue this process of snatching and clean jerking at higher levels and bumping that total up. And one thing that I saw that really impressed me from Haley, she was very nervous. Of course, second meet, it's been a whole year, and now there's a little bit of added pressure to this meet because I think one, this is the first one in a while, two, we're trying to qualify for something. There's a little more weight on this. And I'll have to ask her specifically, I'll have to get her on the show and talk about her experience. But this is just what I'm seeing and, and, and making assumptions on, so I could be wrong. But that added pressure, she was very nervous. 
She's like, my heart is beating a mile a minute. And so we're trying to calm down. We're trying to breathe. And her first two snatches were powers, which is okay. It's legal. It's competition legal. It's a good lift that when they go to put it in the books, they're not going to make an asterisk and say you powered it or you you squatted it or whatever, or you walked around the platform, whatever it is you had to do. If it was a good lift, it was a good lift and it goes down as a snatch. That doesn't mean in the future, we don't want to be committing to that full technique. We certainly do want to, uh, but it came down to this 61 kilo snatch. And this is going to be, this would be a PR power snatch, I believe. I don't think she's PR'd 134 S pounds. Uh, so we were going to need to commit to that full technique. And this is where I think Haley took a turn on taking the first step from being a beginner into starting to take and put one toe, one foot into the category of intermediate lifter, where she went out there, she's super nervous. It's the last lift. We certainly need this snatch to be in a good spot to qualify for the North American Open Series. And what does she do? Full lift. And it could have very easily have been a power attempt where, it, you know, the elbows just don't quite lock out enough and it falls in front and it's all oh, shucks, you know, but she did the full lift. She was able to bring it back together to take a breath. And, and I can't remember if she said she blacked out or not. It's possible. But so, sometimes that happens too. Sometimes you just go dark, you do the lift and your body takes care of the rest. But you know what? that's a testament to good training because we're trying to teach our body to just go to just do the lift but she certainly did she made she had a full squat on that snatch it was a beautiful lift probably the best one of the day and it was a good lift in terms of you know uh white lights up on the board there from the judges and that put us in an excellent position to be able to qualify for the north american open series with our first clean and jerk attempt. And in fact, we bumped up our clean and jerk opener by one kilo to solidify the qualification. So if you're if we're looking at this as a spectrum, you have your absolute raw beginner at one end, and then you have your advanced, you know, Olympian level at the other end. And then there's everyone in between and it goes beginner, intermediate, advanced. At some point, there's going to be a blurring of the beginner and the intermediate where you might have a beginner intermediate, someone who's just becoming an intermediate. They still make those beginner mistakes. They still have some beginner qualities to them, but they're starting to become a, a more proficient, skilled athlete in training and a uh, raising their, their level as a competitor to another level. And I think that was the moment that Haley did it. At least that's what I saw. And I was like, yes, we needed that. That showed a different level of maturity to be able to go for that lift. So outstanding job, Haley. It was a, a great snatch series, great clean and jerk series. Uh, we made our first two clean and jerks. And then Haley's like, put whatever on the bar you, you think I can do. Uh, so I, uh, I bumped her up to 77 kilos, which would have been a, a PR. We got the clean and we just missed the jerk. The back leg was a little too stiff, a little too straight. And those arms just didn't quite lock out, specifically the right arm. So back to the drawing board there, but hey, we went for it. And that's a that's an, another difficult thing to do. You know, think to yourself, when was the last time you were at a weightlifting meet and there was a lifetime PR on the bar? It that doesn't always happen for a lot of us. You know, more more than likely you have your competition PRs and you have your training PRs, which might be a little heavier, uh, or you're trying to qualify for something or just trying to beat someone so you're just doing enough but um it, it's certainly a different feeling when you're going for this lifetime pr and it's at a meet so that's a lot of pressure on that lift but we made a beautiful clean we just need a little bit more work on that jerk and we will certainly get that pr very very soon so congrats haley great job so that's it for the ladies on the albany cross barbell club team great job ladies the ladies set the bar very very high for the men coming into this uh, which the men did a phenomenal job. We started off with Dan, and this was Dan's first weightlifting meet. Uh, Dan joined the Barbell Club in the early fall, I would say sometime around September, maybe early October. It's when I was uh, away on vacation to Skinny Atlas and the Jersey Shore and Lake Placid. 
I got an email from him saying that he was looking for a, a weightlifting coach and he'd been referred to me and he had signed up for Christmas in kilos. You know, he's a power lifter. He wants to try weightlifting. He's interested in learning the sport. So we got together for a personal session. And then I encouraged him to come to the barbell club training session and meet everybody because that team atmosphere is really going to push you and make you a better lifter. And just seeing people snatching, clean jerking the weights that you want to be hitting someday is very, very valuable. So got him to come to, to the barbell club class and he's been making great progress. We're improving on the flexibility. We're improving on the confidence of dropping under the bar for full snatches and full clean and jerks. And he did a phenomenal job. He made five out of six lifts. He snatched 64 kilos, which was a lifetime PR. So congratulations on that. He clean and jerked 80 kilos and set a total of 144 kilos, earning him a bronze medal in the 81 kilo weight class. So that's a phenomenal first time for Dan. I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. Once that thing in his head clicks that allows for the full lifts to happen, gaining that confidence, I think we're going to see even bigger numbers from Dan. I think there's going to be a, a time period where some point in early 2021, we're going to see Dan's numbers skyrocket. Once he finally gets that confidence and he just decides, you know what, it's better to miss a lift at the bottom position than to power it in training or competition, I think we're going to see his lifts go up. And really what he needs is that feedback from the bar. There's another thing about doing the full lift versus powering. Of course, it counts in competition. I've already said that. But when we're back in training, force yourself to do the full lifts. If it falls down in front of you, if it falls behind you and you miss a lift, okay, there's an opportunity to learn. Why did that happen? What can I do better next time to hold onto that barbell and place it better over my head? The bar is the best teacher you could possibly have. It will tell you when something has gone wrong or when you've moved in through the wrong positions. So I think we're going to see big things from Dan once he lets go and commits to those full lifts and maybe even starts missing a little bit more, missing those lifts from the bottom position and figuring out, okay, what do I need to do to make this happen? Very important thing for a beginner to go through. Uh, next up, we've got Mike. Uh, Mike was recently on the podcast. Uh, four out of six lifts made. This was his first weightlifting meet. Uh, he snatched 61 kilos, clean and jerked 84 kilos, and set a total of 145 kilos. He earned a bronze medal in the men's 73 kilo category. Awesome job, Mike. Uh, this was Mike's first weightlifting meet, and we're going to have to wait a little while for him to do another meet. Uh, if you listened to his episode, we talked about how he's going to be getting spinal surgery here at the end of the month, just before Christmas to uh, straighten out his spine and it'll be fused together on his back. He'll have perfect posture uh, and, but it's going to take some time for him to get back into his CrossFit and weightlifting training. But let me tell you, when he gets back into it, he has such a strong foundation of strength already and also an awareness of how to do these movements. He's got beautiful technique uh, on gymnastics and weightlifting. So once he has a even stronger foundation to lift and move off of, he's going to be a monster when he comes back to the gym. He's going to be doing so many muscle ups in a row. He, his snatches and clean and jerks are all going to go up. And I think we're going to see a big boost as well on maybe his squats uh, the, the, it's funny in training, the tougher of the squats for him is the back squat because of that spinal loading, but you put the barbell on the front of his shoulders for a front squat. No problem. He'll squat a house. So once we have that better foundation on the back, we're going to see big things from Mike. And he's showed me some videos of other CrossFit and weightlifting athletes who have had this exact surgery for the exact same condition. And these people are are phenomenal athletes. They're handstand walking. They're doing muscle ups for days, climbing ropes. They're deadlifting three to 400 pounds. So I think the, the future is very bright for Mike 
when he comes back. He's a very smart guy, so I know he's going to take his recovery very seriously. Uh, he's super young, so I, I think this is indeed the correct time to do this type of surgery. You know, you would he wouldn't want to do it when he's in his 30s. You know, like he, I'm I'm learning myself as I'm becoming a master's athlete that things things heal slowly and the body just moves slowly overall. So this is definitely a good time for him to do it. I'm I'm nervous, you know, as as his coach and his friend. I want to see things go the right way, but I'm also excited for him because I know how much this means to him and what this is going to do for his overall quality of life. And really, that's what it's all about. Like, yes, yeah, snatches, clean jerks, muscle ups. Those are all fun and cool, but we want him to feel strong and feel good about himself and not be in pain or discomfort. So I, I can't wait to see what the end result is. And we will certainly have to talk about it again in the future once he makes that progress and he's back to full speed. So great job, Mike. Awesome first per performance. We're going to wait a little bit now on that second weightlifting meet, but I will never, I will not forget. We will definitely do one again in the future. Uh, next up, we got Miguel. Miguel is back. He's out of retirement, you know, and also he didn't declare retirement after this meet. So I, I think he's still in the game. I, I mean, I didn't hear, I didn't see those shoes come off and get placed on the platform. And he hasn't made a public formal statement yet. Uh, I don't know, maybe that'll come at Barbell Club tonight, but I, I think he's still in the game. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder now after this meet. Uh, Miguel, this is his first meet since the Arnold. He made three out of six lifts. He snatched 71 kilos, clean and jerked 84, and totaled 155 kilos. And all three of those are competition PR. Actually, excuse me, the clean and jerk and the total are competition PRs. Uh, he won a gold medal in the men's 67 kilo class. So he's, uh, he's up a class from the Arnold and his clean and jerk and total are up. We had had little issues there on the snatch. It's been a little rocky lately in training on just being confident on the snatch. We spent so much time on focusing on the jerk for Miguel. And if you look at the videos from the Arnold on Miguel's jerk, and then if you look at the videos from this meet, it's night and day. Uh, like his jerk is really becoming a strength. He's getting confident with it. It's looking great. The mobility, the arm position, the leg position. Uh, there was a moment where we were trying to power jerk and then we were going to squat jerk. We were just trying to figure out what jerk fits Miguel the best. What is going to get him to feel his shoulders and his arms to have a solid lockout. And eventually we just came, brought it all the way back to the split jerk. And we had to build this up from the ground up again. Uh, instead of uh, trying to go for super heavy weights, we're working off the rack, we're doing percentages, we're doing doubles, and we're just really trying to refine that technique. We're doing different drills, like holding the split and do presses from the split, jerks from the split, tall jerks. And really, I integrated that with the entire Barbara Club team, you know, because if we're a team, if one person needs it, we all need it. So that was a part of our Barbara Club bar warm-up for the clean and jerk on all the things Miguel needed to work on for that. And we certainly saw a big improvement, but somewhere along the way, we lost a little bit of confidence on the snatch. And I don't know if it's a, a competition thing because uh, there are certainly times where the snatch is on point in training, but at the meets, eh, it's a little, little, little dicey. Uh, and, and we're going back to powering uh, on that lift as well. So I think Miguel just needs more meets under him. And I think we need to continue to do things that, promote good joint health, uh, especially around his knees. Uh, if you're not familiar with Miguel, he's a very young guy. Uh, he's in his early 20s, but he has the knees of a 60-year-old. Uh, and I think every time we tell the story, we add a decade to his knees because they just get older and older. So I think that that'll be a, something that we address here soon in training. We need to figure out what can we do with training to fix these knees. I'm not convinced that they're old knees and they're done forever. There's got to be some mobility or strengthening exercises or a combination of both that are going to get these knees back to being 20-year-old knees or maybe at least 30-year-old knees. Uh, and, and that will lead hopefully to some better lifting. I think we need more meets under our belt, which luckily we have some coming up in the, the spring. And that'll be another good opportunity for Miguel to really test things and full commit and trust his technique. Because once he does that, just like with, with others, 
we're going to see a big boost in performance. I mean, uh, I would not, we could totally get by the time Christmas and kilos comes up next year, Miguel snatching a hundred kilos that could totally happen. Especially when, when you look at his, how he snatched his opener, 71 kilos at this last meet, if he want, if he just let go of it, it would have flew over the bar barricade behind the lifting platform. Like he's just launching this way. He's so fast, so powerful, so strong. We just have to funnel that into a productive technique. And that'll be the mission going forward. So stay tuned. More coming from Miguel. Congrats again on the comp PRs for the total and the clean and jerk and just for the overall improvement of the jerk. Really happy with that. Uh, next up, we've got Schaff. Schaff made four out of six lifts. This is, uh, he's done a couple meets uh, already, and but this is his first meet since the Arnold, 2020 Arnold. He snatched 95 kilos, clean and jerked 116 kilos, and totaled 211 kilos. All three of those are competition PRs. And with Schaff, the goal going into this meet other than opening heavier and really starting to demystify some of these numbers, especially on the snatch, was to qualify for the North American Open Series as an 89 kilo lifter. When he lifted at the Arnold and his previous two meets, Schaff was an 81. And he, he technically has qualified for the North American Series as an 81 with a 203 total from the Arnold. But we're lifting great, a little heavier. We're up a weight class and his strength numbers are going through the roof. We're finally making progress on his back squat. We're making progress on the snatch. Uh, uh, last Wednesday, he snatched 91 kilos for three singles, which is the heaviest he's ever done for work sets on the snatch. And that's his opener. Then we opened at 91 kilos, which is the heaviest opener we've done on the snatch. And then he hit 95 kilos and we went for hundred kilos on the third one. And let me tell you, it was so close. It was so close. And then the feedback he gave me was that felt so light. So he just, he just didn't get it. He just, I, I really on that, that hundred kilo lift, there was probably a moment maybe in the back of his head that where something whispered, this is hundred kilos. I don't know about this. And it just, didn't go back all the way, just didn't flick the wrist all the way back, didn't drive it all the way back. He just needed an extra half second somewhere is on the top end of that pull, and he probably definitely would have got it. And if he would have got it, that thing overhead, he's definitely going to stand with it. So he's on the cusp. He's on the cusp. And look for Schaff soon at some point during 2021 to be opening at 100 kilos because he's making rapid progress. We're going to continue to drive that squat up we're going to continue to refine position and just keep getting him stronger and stronger. And I think he's finally bought into being at this heavier weight class and that this can be successful for him and not at the detriment really of his CrossFit skills. Cause I know over on Thanksgiving, he did a CrossFit workout and he did very well on it. He was able to go toe to toe with, with Mike and Miguel who are very, very good at the gymnastic skills and I think he finished the workout before some of them too. So I think we're just seeing a great overall improvement on a fully fueled Schaff, which that was one of his main focuses as well, this whole competition week. I talked about this on the podcast with Frank. I met with everybody on the phone a week before the meet, that Saturday and that Sunday, to talk about what the opening attempts would be, how we want the warm-up progressions to look, any questions. And I also asked everybody on the team, Hey, what is your focus going to be on for this next week? What is something you can do that's extra with your nutrition, your hydration, your sleep, your recovery, your training, uh, your de-stressing life, anything that you feel will give you the edge going into competition. If you do this one thing better than normal all week, every single day. And for Schaff, one of the things he said was eating breakfast because sometimes he comes to Barbell Club and he hasn't eaten all day, you know, or he just ate or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing getting weightlifters to eat food. But, you know, sometimes that happens. And he had been noticing that on the days that he doesn't eat breakfast, his lifting really suffers by the time 6.30 p.m. rolls around at night and we're trying to do all these heavy lifts. 
And so he committed to breakfast every single day and he lifted beautifully all week. So I hope that little things like that shows the athlete, hey, if I just do this one little thing, look at how much better everything else could be. If I just, you know, have a bagel in the morning, some eggs, yogurt, what, uh, oatmeal, whatever it may be, if I just do this one little thing and keep the habit going, it might not be perfect every day. Maybe some days it's a big breakfast. You know, you got some eggs, you got bacon, you got some toast, you got some orange juice, you got that traditional breakfast. And then other days like, ah, all I got time for today is, is, uh, is some oatmeal with some berries in it. Like at least you're keeping the habit going instead of opening the door to failure where, okay, I miss one day, I'll get it tomorrow. And then it doesn't happen tomorrow. And then now you're ingraining the habit of not doing it versus doing that thing that you were trying to commit to that was making your performance better on whatever it is you're trying to perform better for. So I'm very happy with Shaf on his dedication to be able to do that and where he is right now in his training. He's been training so hard. He's been super consistent. uh, Our last two training cycles, I don't think he's missed a session I'll have to check the attendance, uh, but I don't think he's missed a session as well. So all these things just point to why he's been so successful and why we're going to continue to see Shaf succeed. And I'm always, I'm not surprised anymore, but I'm always also just so happy to see how good of a competitor he is too. There, there are some days where, you know, he's tired and again, maybe he didn't eat breakfast and whatnot and he'll miss lifts or just not go for lifts. And he'll just say, I just, I just didn't want it. You know, I just didn't want it enough, but at these meets, when we do these meets, he's got his headphones in and he is all in. He full sends full commits to every lift that he does. His lifts look beautiful. Head on over to the Albany Cross at Barbell Club Instagram page. I post everyone's videos on some uh, IGTV uh, big videos, all the snatches and clean jerks for both the men and the ladies and watch shops lifts. They're beautiful. They're fun to watch. He makes it look good. And even though there weren't many people watching, you know, at the meet, because it was, you know, not super attended by spectators, uh, hopefully the people on the live stream and the the judges appreciate it too. Uh, He's one of the few people where like he does a lift and I'm coaching and I kind of forget I'm coaching him. I'm like, Hey, that was, that was a nice lift. And I'm like, Oh yeah. All right. I need to go tell the card table uh, what his next attempt is. So great job, Shaf. Phenomenal job. On to the next one, on to the North American Open Series qualifier or event, not qualifier. We are qualified. Uh, next up, we've got Frank. Frank made four out of six lifts. This was his first meet since the Arnold, and he snatched 115 kilos, clean and jerked 155 kilos, and totaled 270. Those are all competition PRs. And his efforts earned him a gold medal in the men's 109 kilo class. And he qualified for the North American Open Series as well, which he was already qualified, but we further solidified that qualification on this meet. Uh, We, as we talked about on the last podcast called Competition Mode, where Frank was a guest, we had big goals going into this meet. Uh, we We were going to open heavier, 110. We need to start pushing that opener. We need to start getting ourselves into positions where we can finish with some of these bigger weights and go for attempts at 120 or 120 plus and eventually keep inching closer to that ultimate goal of 130 kilos on the snatch. So we decide, hey, we're gonna we're gonna run our plan. We're going up a couple weight classes to find competition because Frank wanted to lift with Brett Andrus and Jim Storch. So we were going to go up a couple weight classes, mix it up with those guys and pull out a big total. And you know what? We did it. Uh, we, we missed the first attempt on the 110, but that's okay. That, that's the first crack at it. You know, we've, that's the first time we've put 110 in that situation. We can look at the video and, and think about things on technique that we could have done better, but it's also, uh, I think sometimes a certain number it can sneakily get into your head and maybe you don't even know, you know, I know everyone has that number on the snatch and the clean jerk that that's always the one that they're going to miss, even though it's a lightweight, it's just during your warm up routine, you're, you always miss 80 or you always miss 70. And you're like, I don't know what happens when I get to that number. Well, sometimes numbers can just kind of creep up in your head. And we had recently crushed 
110 a bunch of times in training. And then, you know, this first one, it just, uh, it just, it got the better of us. The barbell struck back, Frank. It was waiting. Uh, it had its own plan and it got the better of us. But then, you know what? Frank struck back on that second one and showed 110 who the true boss is, got it out of the way. And then we crushed 115 with the best looking lift of the day. And that's a, a, a huge improvement on our competition snatch lifting. And we're going to continue to break down the walls on these openers for both the snatch and the clean and jerk. And with the clean and jerk, we had 145 as the opener. Missed that one too. You know, just got pulled a little bit forward on the toes there, but we bounced back. We went up to 147 and then we went 145 or 155. And that just shows Frank's high level of maturity as a weightlifter to miss the openers and not panic. Okay, I'm still in this competition. This competition is still mine. I'm still going to go out there and make lifts. And we stayed at 110. He knows he can hit 110. We went, we did, and we crushed 110. And then we bounced back and essentially continued the snatch series that we had intended to all along and hit that 115. Then on the clean and jerk, we went up. So that's a hard thing to do, to miss your opener and to still go up, even if it's one or two kilos, because it's it's even more so the unknown. You know, oh no, I haven't touched this weight yet. I don't know how this is going to feel. You know, I don't. I hope I make this one. What happens if I miss this one too? You know, but that shows Frank's maturity level. He's done so many meets already. He's tangled with these weights countless times in training, and he's like, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's let's bump it up. Let's get this one on the board. And that will close the gap because now it's going to be even more difficult to make those bigger jumps on the clean jerk. We can't just hit 145 again and then jump to 155, you know, like that'd be a 10 kilo jump. We might as well shorten that gap down a little bit. So again, great job to Frank, a uh, high level of maturity there. And we set a big goal uh, for the year on totaling 270 kilos. We can check that off the list. And hitting 155 at a weightlifting meet, we can check that off the list. Frank actually has a physical or digital list for anyone listening. Uh, we set goals annually on what we're looking to hit for the next year. And he got to check off so many things uh, on that list after this meet with the 115, the 110, uh, the 155, and the 270. So his list is getting all checked off. We do have one more thing to check off by the end of the year. Uh, we, we met the goal of snatching 120 kilos earlier uh, in, in the fall, back in September. And the goal on the clean jerk was 160. So we've set a date. So for anyone li listening to this, set goals for the year, write a list, post it on, on your bulletin board or make it digital on Google Docs, Docs whatever you're going to do. What do I want to snatch next year? What's my end goal? What's my clean and jerk goal for the year? What do I want to hit and open with, you know, at competitions, uh, all these things, put them down on a list and check them off one by one and then set dates for some of those things. The meets done and over with, we didn't get to go for 160 at the meet, but we still have three weeks left. That's three weeks of training. We can put a date on the board, which I believe we're doing it on Wednesday, December 30th. So just in the nick of time before 2020 runs out. And we're going to go for it. That's the whole focus on that day. Just a clean and jerk. We're going in 160. It's on the table. Let's take it or leave it. Let's see what we can do to go for that goal. One more shot. So if you have a goal that you haven't done yet for 2020, you still have time. So put a date out. It could be that last week of the year. Do a little bit of extra training and then go for it. Because what do you got to lose? It'd be better to go for it and not get it and know that you at least tried then to not go for it and be like, man, I wonder if I could have got this one last thing done for 2020. And that's just another great thing about Frank. He's super goal orientated and he sets those goals and then he goes for it. And he's not afraid to go for it, whether it be putting an extra couple of kilos on the bar or setting that date and having that date looming on him or really the way he probably looks at it, he's looming on that date 
you know, that, that 160 should be scared because Frank is coming and Frank is pissed because it's the end of the year and he wants to check that off of his list. So stay tuned for that. Updates coming soon. And finally, we have me, the coach, up at 5 a.m., drove out there two and a half hours to coach Renee, coaching everybody in uh, uh, all throughout the day. I had lifters in every session. And to say I was exhausted by the time it came my, my turn to lift would be an understatement. Uh, after the snatch session, I sat down on the little bench that was next to our, our warm-up area. And I'm like, hey, to myself, I'm thinking this. I could, I could close my eyes and go to sleep right now sitting here, or I could clean a jerk. Shit. All right. I guess I'll clean a jerk. So I was just, uh, I haven't, hadn't done this in a while. And I explained this to Frank in the last podcast that we did together, that competition mode podcast, that going to these weightlifting meets, it's practice for the team as weightlifters for the next level of meet and to qualify and to gain that experience under their belt. And for me as a coach, it's practice and experience under the belt for future meets. Like if you want to be good at coaching competitions, you have to go to competitions and coach at them. And I have a lot of people going for meets normally, but I haven't had any practice at coaching at a meet since the Arnold back in early March before the lockdowns. So I was, I was happy I was able to do that. On, on the drive out there, I was talking to myself, trying to keep myself awake. And I'm like, okay, what, what are we gonna do? All right, be positive, be in the moment, be attentive, be engaging, uh, uh, be active. You know, just kind of re- re- like going through all the things that I wanna be on the day. And yeah, I mean, I was pretty happy with, with, with my, my own performance. You know, uh, I'll have to ask around to see uh, what things I could have done better. Haven't done that yet, but that's also another important part of coaching is asking for feedback from your athletes. What could I have done better to help you succeed more? You know, maybe I missed something, you know. I know for a fact I would have liked the timing to be a little better for Dan, Mike, and Miguel's snatch series before they went out for their openers. There was a little bit too long of a rest for Miguel and Mike. I would have liked that to be a little bit better. Um, so that's one thing that pops up in, into my head on what could have been better. But I, I won't know these other little things until I talk to each of my athletes. So we had a talk last week on what the plan is gonna be, the expectations, what can we focus on to do better during the week leading into meet week. Now we need the post-meet interview. We need to talk about, okay, what could we as a team have done better? Uh, what could you have done better as the athlete? What do we need to tweak in training? What are your goals going forward into 2021? And what could I have done better in the moment as your coach? And what can I do better going forward now into this next phase of training? That still needs to happen. So that's on my, my to-do list. And if you're a coach listening to this, that's something that you should be doing, that, that self-analysis and that team analysis with your athletes to be better for next time. And it's not, nothing's personal, you know, like, I mean, uh, uh, right at the meet, uh, I think, I think it was Miguel who said, it seemed like a little long that I had to, to wait to do my snatches. And so it's like, that's, that's good feedback. Yep. I agree. Good. Let's make sure we don't, we, we, we do better next time. Make sure I do better next time. It's nothing personal. So if you're a coach, you can't take athlete feedback personally. Uh, you have to internalize it and you have to do what's best for the athlete. So anyways, those are just some of my thoughts on the coaching aspect of it from the meet for myself. Uh, I also lifted, of course, uh, did split snatches on this one. Uh, the squat snatches have not been going good in training. I'm getting to the bottom position and I'm tweaking my back. It's not during the pull. It's definitely when the bar is over my head in that overhead squat position. Sometimes it just happens. Other times I'm kind of spinning like a top to the left. And then it happens on that. And then like a dummy, I hang on to it and try to stand up anyways, instead of just dropping it. So I like my torso is completely contorted to the left. And I'm like, I'm not letting go of it. And I think that's just, it's just a, a mentality of like, I'm, I'm going to fight for this lift no matter what. 
and sometimes in the moment you don't realize that it's at the detriment of future lifting so that's something i maybe i need to get better at or i just need to fix that and balance on whatever's going on uh, but i decided to split snatch at this event uh opened up at what did i open up with okay see i look at that. i can't even remember my my own lifting uh opened up at 65 kilos there we go so opened up at 65 then i took the jump to 61 uh i was joking with the team that all day as the event went on uh um the after every hour i would lose like a, a fragment like 25 percent of a kilo off of my opener i was originally going to open at 66 kilos and i'm like ah you know what by the time it rolled around i'm like put me at 65 let me just get that overhead and get a score on the board secure a total at least where the snatch is involved and then we'll move on from there and once i did that i was more comfortable i was a little more awake to go to 71 kilos and i took that 71 kilo jump to put me closer to going for a pr split snatch for competition so uh, my competition pr split snatch is a is 75 kilos so I, I went 71. I'm like, let's go 76. Let's just try to get this PR on the board. Uh, looking at the video, my feet were planted. I just didn't have the bar pulled back enough uh, to get it overhead. Um, that was the hard part, trying to get the turnover. And an uh, interesting thing, on the split snatches, by the time I got there uh, for the warm-up, my feet were all over the place. You know when you go into a split and you have to dance your foot to left or right and just kind of find the right spot? having a really hard time finding my footing on that and at 125 pounds i think that's what 55 57 kilos i uh, i put one overhead and i connected with it just right feet were in a good spot and shaf and frank are like that that was your best one that looked great and during that lift i tweaked my shoulder super bad the right shoulder uh, it was like one of those rotator cuff type pains that shoot down your whole arm and I could feel it when I go to internally and externally rotate my, my shoulder. And I was like, oh man, what a, what a great time for that to happen. And I got out Schaff's Theragun, one of those little percussive devices, did that all over my shoulder. Holy crap, am I a believer now in that stuff, which it's good that I'm a believer because over Black Friday, I bought a little one and it actually came in the mail the, on Sunday, the day after the meet. So perfect timing for that. I wish I had it at the meet, but luckily shop had his there. I honestly don't know if I would have been able to continue snatching if I didn't have this thing. I did it all over my chest, all around the shoulder, on the back, under the armpit, down the arm. And then I was able to connect and lift 71 kilos um, eventually for my best lift. And I 100% credit that Theragun for me being able to do that. Because as soon as I tweaked my shoulder like that, that first initial shock of the pain, I was, I, I didn't tell anybody, but I was looking around the room for like a PVC pipe. I'm like, I was looking around for help. I'm like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. Like I was not expecting this to be an issue. And you know what? It's my own fault. I did not stretch or anything. I just jumped on the bar. So it was, it was, again, it was a long day. And, you know, I, I went and I changed my singlet. I just finished up coaching the session before, and I'm just trying to make sure I'm ready. So I just started moving the bar and I did none of my normal warm up routine at all. So I, you get what you pay for. And that's exactly what I got is a shoulder tweak. Cause normally I do more shoulder mobility than that. And this, my shoulder mobility was just to start snatching and start pressing the bar over my head and stuff like that. So my own fault, but I am 100% a believer in those little percussive devices. I'm super grateful that Shop had his there because I was able to do what I was able to do on the snatch. Uh, didn't get the PR on the split snatch for competition, but I'm happy where I finished with it. And on the clean and jerk, finished with 90 kilos, put together a 161 total, got silver uh, in the 96 kilo class, and that's about it for me. You know, overall, I'm, I'm grateful again to be in the position to have done an in-person weightlifting meet, which a lot of people in the country are still not able to do. Uh, and like I said earlier, all the way at the beginning, I feel like a weightlifter again. I, I feel more motivated to train again. Uh, and I'm super proud of my team. 
their efforts all throughout the year, not just at this event, although this event is just the culmination of their dedication over the year. When the gym locked down, everyone stuck with us and they kept training. And then when the gym opened up, they've been in, in there every single day, three days a week training. And we did a practice meet on Halloween and then we geared up for this and we did it. And I, I couldn't be any prouder of everyone that's a part of the Alden Cross Barbell Club team and how well that they did. And I hope they're happy with their performances and I hope that they're ready to rock and roll in 2021 because like I said, we've got two meets coming up on the horizon and we have some big things planned for those. So that's all I got for you on the, the recap here for Christmas and Kilos. Thank you again, Jamie Swagler and Swagler Strength Performance for hosting this meet for to everybody who participated, everybody that helped. We need more of this and we need to support local meets. So when you see that there's one in your area, sign up for it and do it because that helps to ensure that more will come in the future. And that is a good thing. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow the Barbell Strikes Back on Instagram. Make sure you follow me, James A. McDermott on Instagram, which I posted my first post on there since June, I believe, which were uh, my, my lifts. But you can also see all the lifts and the podium photos and the awesome group photo that we took from the Christmas and Kilos meet on the Albany CrossFit Barbell Club Instagram page as well. So make sure you check out all those spots. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good day.